Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. And I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to another Melchester Odyssey. We're looking at the uh, the Roy of the Rovers comic throughout the 1980s. Um, Because you, you're new here, which <laughs> you're probably not. Uh, and I have in my left hand... The 27th of August, 1983 issue of Roy of the Rovers. Now, this is unusual by recent standards, Sam, because the Roy of the Rovers story is not on the front cover, as it has been for the past few months. Hmm. Um, So uh, what they said a while back was that the Roy of the Rovers story would be increased to four pages every week, which included the front cover. Um, but not this week because on the front cover we've got the centre forward of the year which is an award um, I wasn't familiar with but it's been given to Ian Rush Ian Rush, who else? Um, I guess it's because Roy Roy Race himself is a centre forward so they want to highlight that so the Roy the Rover story is not on the front cover last week's front cover of course had Roy's secretary Sandy on the front cover. Maybe they maybe they took some heat for that um, <laughs> because parents were writing in. Yeah, dear Royal yeah, Rovers, <laughs> my son reads your comic religiously and cannot wait for it to drop on the doormat each week. But unfortunately, this week, as a result of the sexy lady on the, the excessively <laughs> sexy lady on the front. He has started to masturbate furiously, something he has yeah. never done before. He's told me through the bathroom door that he's going through something called the change of life. Well, this is not a change that I was ready for. And I don't think he is either. Furthermore, my husband got hold of it and he had a wank as well. Well, there you go. Double the sales, haven't we? Get a copy each. Double value. We usually read the comic together, but now he says he wants to read it on his own. He also asked me whether or not the balls have to go in as well. <laughs> These are not the sorts of questions I expect to be fielding when he gets in from school. He is still only 12 years old. I thought he'd be at least 14 before he started reading Jazz Max. <laughs> well, you know, maybe he wants to get hold of a copy of the case catalogue. Uh, focus on the lingerie section in that instead. 
Look, we've had a look, Gaffer. He's gone to the publisher, Sir John IPC Gaffer. Magazines. Gaffer, we've had. A, I'm not going to lie to you. Bit of heat's come on from the parenting community about that bit of trim we put on the cover last week. <laughs> yes, I've heard about this, Roy. I think we're going to have to get our heads down for a little while, wait for the dust to settle. I'm thinking of sticking someone else on the cover this week. What? <laughs> what the fuck it who? Hey, Miss Fucking Hotshot. Billy's fucking boots. No one wants that shite. It's called Roy the Robbers. I belong on the cover. Just one week, Roy. I want to take you out of the firing line. They're calling you a smut peddler. <laughs> <laughs> And anyway, Roy, the, the Sandy plotline was your idea. I know it was, but I just thought we'd mix it up a bit. I didn't know Skew was going to draw on that fucking fit. I mean, yeah. I sent him a telegram saying make a fucking fit, but I thought he knew the limits. The red dress and no bra, that overstepped the mark, even for my, my standards. I thought you were going to be one of them dowdy secretaries with her hair pinned up and glasses and all that. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like fucking Sharon Davis. <laughs> God. So we've got Ian Rush on the front as a result. Um, quite possibly of all of that. It is a very, very unsexy cover. It also says, sign please. That is a, I will tell you, I will give you my publishing insight here. That is a last minute fucking emergency cover <laughs> that is a library shot of Ian Rush it's not even a good one yeah. they've never done a cover like this before that is last minute they're going to the yeah. printer someone shat it for whatever reason usually a political one and they've gone yeah. just stick a picture of Ian Rush on the cover fuck it so Very something unusual. is going on behind the scenes that's for so, sure yeah yeah. Um, and, uh, and as a result there's only three pages of the Roy the Rover story mm. Short so change. that also suggests that... If you're not a Liverpool fan, you'd feel really short change. But, of course, in 1983, I guess, like most kids were Liverpool fans. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm appalled almost 40 years later that I'm not getting me four pages that I yeah. paid good money for on eBay. But um, there it is. It's Ian Rush. And take it or leave it. I don't know what it would have done for the sales. 27th of August, still the summer holidays. don't know whether that's a lull in sales or not. It says there's something about Ian Rush inside as well, which I can't actually find. <laughs> That's, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a half a page where it's just another picture of him, and then there's the Roy of the Rovers sent forward trophy. Can you say that? We sent him this, but we haven't sent year. it to him yet, but he'll receive it at some point over the summer via his representatives um, because we have tried <clears> to contact him directly and he doesn't seem interested. Uh, congratulations to the Liverpool and Wales Super Striker on becoming the latest winner of our trophy. I've never seen the trophy before. His success was based on letters that the paper received from readers last season. Requests poured in for Ian to be featured on our goal and sign pages too. In the end, Ian Rush was a clear, clear winner. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the front. I don't know why. This is a fucking space filler. You know it and I know it. There is no trophy. Ian Rush will never receive anything. We've made this up at the last minute to fucking fill up a cover after the last one fell through for reasons I'm not prepared to disclose. Next question. And there's a free gift in the Roy's message. says there's a free gift the week after next. Um, 
followed by eight super panini colour badges. Oh. So he's not saying what the free gift's going to be in two weeks, but the week after that's going to be the panini colour badges. Fucking, who's running this thing? It's run along in the bones of its arse. I reckon when the summer comes, they just fuck off, most of them, and they leave a couple yeah. of workies in charge. Looks like it, doesn't it? Liverpool mm. fans put Ian Rush on the front. Yeah. So we have uh, just three pages of the story instead of four. But it is, it's back to the football action that it's been a bit lacking in. Mm. It's the beginning of the football season, which is quite exciting. Um but as I say, only three pages. So there we are at the beginning of the story. It says, uh, the start of an, a new football season, a season of vital importance to two men. One of them was Melchester Rovers' new player manager, Blackie Greer. Mm. And there we see Blackie leading out Melchester. So there's still, it's still a Melchester-heavy story, this. It hasn't turned its back on Melchester. yeah. Um, and of course, in the next panel, the other was Roy Race, former idol of Mel Park, but now player manager of Walford Rovers so <laughs> it's like a split screen thing on one side you've got um, Blackie Grey leading at Melchester and a voice from the crowd going Rovers <laughs> and then on the other the other side you've got Roy leading at Walford in the blue kit which seems to be a new a new kit it's a new design it's got new um, v-neck and sleeve I, like, I really like the new uh, Walford kit yeah, it was just plain blue before, wasn't it's it? It's quite modish, actually, and it's got, mm. it's sort of got, I don't know, it reminds me of like a sort of French cycling jersey or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like, um, it's got a bit of a vibe of a French club team. I can't think which one. Yeah. From the 80s. Yeah, yeah, not Saint-Etienne. They were green, Saint weren't they? Something like that. Mm. PSG, maybe, I'm not sure. Um Anyway, it's certainly got a French flavour to it. We've both identified that, so more power to their elbow, I say. Yeah, and and the voice from the crowd also says, Rovers! (laughs) So, he is still, and always will be, Roy of the Rovers. It then says, Melchester Rovers were at home to Tynecaster. Blackie is there knocking the ball backwards and forwards with Jimmy Slade. Blackie, of course, is in charge now, which is... Weird. Um, it says Melchester Rovers are home to Tancaster, and the, uh, the voices in the crowd say Blackie must be feeling pretty tense, wondering if he can live up to the fantastic standards set by Roy. <laughs> and another one says, "I wouldn't have his job. You wouldn't fucking get it. You fucking mouthy cunt." <laughs> Sat there in the stand, still going on about Roy Race. Not and I tell you what, you're a liar forward. too, because you would fucking have his job would. in the unlikely event any cunt was stupid yeah. enough to offer it to you, right? Because you think you fucking know it all. You're like fucking most football fans sat up there thinking, I know I could easily do it. I'd know who to pick and what positions yeah. to put them in and what tactics to employ. <laughs> you wouldn't fucking have a fucking Everyone's a fucking expert, aren't they? I yeah, mean, I've said this before, right? <laughs> I've been watching football my whole fucking life, right, I've spent practically all my spare time consumed in it. Even when I'm not watching current football, I'm watching old football or reading <laughs> fucking stupid books by ex-footballers or whatever, whatever, reading about it in the paper, right? And I can tell you now, I haven't got a fucking clue about how it works. I don't know yeah. really about tactics, I don't, and I would not. I would not fucking know how to manage a five-a-side team, right? Of kids, yeah, 
I wouldn't. Yeah. I think um, when, when, but who when cares? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. But there's a lot of younger fans now. I remember I've mm. told you before, but I got a text once on on Talksport when I was, you know, just there talking shit like they paid me to do for money. And someone yeah. said something like, "The difference," and you can tell it's from a youngster on Twitter. The difference between you and me is you watch football, I analyse it, and I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, that is a fucking difference. You're right, because you're right. All I do is watch it. I watch it and barely understand it. I'm like a fucking gormless seal watching a football match, just clapping along and shouting. I, I don't make any claims to analyse it. I wouldn't know how to fucking begin. But nowadays, there is a, a sort of a young football fan-like tendency to sort of want... It, it's quite important for them to look as if they really yeah. understand the game. And you can certainly yeah. see that. I don't think that existed much when we were younger, but you can see it amongst these fuckers in the crowd here. Oh, he, he knows the game. No one will ever I, say about me, oh, Sam, he's a real football man. He knows the game. Yeah. I hope they won't. And if they did, they'd be wrong. Because it's like, he is a person who enjoys watching football. That's accurate. I do. I, I, I think it possibly, I could be wrong, it's tied in with the the availability of all the statistics now. I've been looking at the data. Yeah, exactly. That lends people the kind of gravitas that they don't actually have because they've got this this fucking data at their fingertips and they deploy it and they think like that makes them know about football. I reckon I know a bit about football. I don't know loads, but I knew that Lee Johnson was no good when Sunderland appointed him Mm. and I was right. Mm. So, you know, stuff like that, big calls like that. Do you know about how to combat the Gingham press? No, I don't. I do know this. I do know this. When you're defending and one of your defenders clears the ball upfield, you fucking have to push up. Fucking push up, everyone. Push up. Push up. You have to do that. Put them under. Put them under, West Ham. Fuck's sake. (laughs) That's the extent of my fucking tactical suggestions at the game. Yeah. No, I tell you what, it's it's, it's also really about the way that there are now more middle-class educated people who go to football and watch football and they are not comfortable with the idea that they are engaging in a, a sporting activity that essentially is is just entertaining because it's simple and it's exciting and it sometimes can be quite beautiful too, right? Yeah. And they need, these people need, because it's the way they've been raised, right? They, they've been raised with an elitist mindset. They need to elevate it to uh, a sort of almost academic level. They need to intellectualise everything they engage in. It's the same dreary cunts who will fucking bore you silly intellectualising about music. Do you know what I mean? They can't just accept that this is just a fun thing that is beautiful. And it's not to say that these, to diminish it and say there is an artistry in it. Of course there's artistry in music. And actually there is artistry sometimes, it's sometimes in football, right? But but that doesn't you don't need to fucking we don't need a fucking thesis on it like you can go to an art gallery and look at a fucking painting and not understand anything about it beyond I enjoy looking at that painting right but Mm. nowadays every fucker they all want to go oh yeah well you know they want to intellectualise it because they don't feel comfortable because their their mum and dad have raised them to think you have to be a very intelligent man who's thoughtful all the time and thinking about things it's like you don't need to elevate this. You don't need to bore yourself and everyone else around you with a load of fucking tactical hoo-ha, right? You can just kind of, watch the fucking game. It's an exciting yeah. game to watch. Kind of watching the Premier League, when I do, I, I increasingly feel like it's so sterile. Mm. 
because I'm comparing it to the League One that I've been watching for the last four years. Now, mm. whatever you say about League One, some of it's fucking hilarious mm. because the the quality of football is is low. Let's just say that. But well, it, it yeah. Does Although lead, I, I said to, to you the other week, I watched Sunderland Sheffield Wednesday in the first leg, and I thought it was actually quite enjoyable to watch. I found it well, a bit slower, the, a little bit yeah. slower than the Premier League, but with some good technique. I I was surprised by the quality. It's why we said that the Championship is the best league because mm. kind of anything can happen in the Championship. Yeah. Luton and Huddersfield, the two teams with the lowest playing budgets this season, have gone yeah. into the playoffs. Yeah. So the, the, there's an openness and it's a kind of a sporting um, fairness that yeah. there isn't in the Premier League also, anymore. Also, mistakes Plus, are important in football. And, yeah. uh, and, and in the Premier League, sometimes there aren't enough mistakes because that's exactly, they're all yeah, so yeah, good. It's yeah. They're so good now. Yeah. And they're so fit. Yeah. I'd like I'd prefer to see Premier League football played ten ten aside. Yeah. Or even nine aside just to open it up. Yeah, I think because that they're would so be interesting. The pitches yeah. are the same size as they were hundred years ago. Yeah, but the players, players are, are like fitter. twenty times fitter. Yeah. And yeah. and they're all technically like a, the, a guy now who would only make it in the Premier League as like a centre back, right? Um yeah. even thirty years ago, a player of the same technical ability would be your star striker. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally, totally. Like our yeah. sort of most um, limited, technically limited defender at West Ham, Craig Dawson, right, who's a fantastic player, but he's not like, we're not talking France Beckenbauer here, right? We're talking more kind of in the Tony Adams mould of a great sort of leader, a warrior. Mm. But having said that, when he comes out with the ball, right, and the pace he's got, he's not considered a fast defender, but I tell you this, 30 years ago, right, he would have been, he would have been a skillful centre forward, <laughs> yeah. right? That's how much Creative football was feeling. evolved, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Jalapeno. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers, and if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Jalapeño. Um, I don't know what the point was of trying to make. Just these cunts in the crowd fucking get oh, going yeah. on about Football cunts. Yeah. And I'm not sure these cunts fucking even go to matches. They just watch them all on telly. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's not get back into that. I got I got in trouble with a, a Liverpool fan, mate, for my rant about Liverpool fans being trouble? armchair supporters. Kind of trouble? I got a fucking <laughs> off-pod text from a mate, a good mate, because he he's a Liverpool fan, yeah. and he took exception uh, a few weeks ago. I apparently said, who knows, that Liverpool fans <laughs> were, were very armchairy. Um and he said that wasn't fair and that being an armchair fan was all right. So, I mean, oh. fair enough, I suppose. Doesn't know any bef- doesn't know any different, does he? So, well, it's a Liverpool fan, so obviously, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a, armchair fandom is legitimised. 
in Oaks Liverpool fans. Special armchairs. <laughs> yeah. um, These armchairs are not like normal armchairs. <laughs> They're scout armchairs. <laughs> In Liverpool, growing up, we used to have these special things we sat on. It was sort of like a bed, but you didn't lie flat. You were kind of half up, half down. We called them chairs. And our grandparents, they had special comfy ones. And they were called armchairs. And it was a funny name because it didn't just have your arms on. It had your ass and your legs and your back as well. But not your head. Not usually. Your head usually stuck up out the top. So you could have anyway, then when we invented when this, when we invented li- uh, television, which was another scouse invention, we started putting football on the television. And if you couldn't make it to the ground, you'd watch it in your armchair. And that's how we coined the term armchair fan. <laughs> <laughs> we invented football. We invented television, and we invented the armchair. <laughs> I thought this episode would be short because there's not much fo- there's not much action in it, but we're 90 minutes in. We're only at the second bit. So anyway, back to Belchester. Yeah, they're warming up. And then we see the new Roy Race, of course, and it's Rob Richards, so he just looks like a young Roy. Yeah. <laughs> bit, bit creepy Black in a way, isn't it? signed him up from the youth team. And of course, his initials are R-R. You know, it's just... We call... His name's Rob Richards, but I'm giving him the nickname Racy. Because um, he races around, and then in the crowd, I said, "I wouldn't like to be in young Rob Richard's shoes either." Already, he's being hailed as the new Roy of the Rovers. Everyone will be expecting miracles from him. You fucking you're cunt. a fucking liar. Is this the same cunt who said he didn't want to be blacky grey? Different right? cunt. That was a lie. Different cunt. And now there's another fucking liar saying that he doesn't want to be Rob Richards. We all want to be Rob Richards, you daft cunt. Rob Richards yeah. is playing for his boyhood team. Rob Richards is gorgeous, talented and famous and soon he's going to have Fanny coming out of his fucking ears. Everyone wants to be Rob Richards, not least you, you lying mug. And this comic's going to get renamed Rob of the Rovers and Roy's going to die. (laughs) Um, And then there's a close-up of some of the fans and one of them says, and what about Roy? The Welford fans will be expecting miracles from him too. Stop thinking about him, you weirdo. I don't know exactly. No, it's just, I wonder what Racy's thinking about right now. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> um, at that moment, Roy wasn't even thinking about himself. And he's having a think before the kickoff. And he's thinking, here we go then. Blackie, good luck to you, old mate. And to young Richards. Fucking hell. Pathetic. And then both games kick off at the same time. And fans from each game simultaneously shout, They're away! <laughs> <laughs> Which we don't think anyone's ever shouted at a football match. Could be wrong. Yeah. Maybe in the nineteen thirties they might have done. <laughs> there we go. Um and it says uh that we're at Melchester and a fan says And Rob Richards has made a break already. Another one. Look at that acceleration. Kenny Logan's going with him. <laughs> so they are, they're knocking it around through the defensive over the fuck they're playing. Um, doesn't tell or Tynecaster. Uh that's quite an exciting young new Melchester lineup this with Kenny Logan and Rob Richards I'm into this yeah it's they needed the a little fucking... bit of injection of new yeah. blood what were your Nat Gosdens of this world and your yeah. Charlie Carter Nat Gosden that other one yeah. who, was, who they sacked off they kept having luncheons for yeah Jeff Giles 
luncheon, Charlie. I think I had a dream about a Jeff Jarvis luncheon last night. <laughs> no way. I think I did. I think I, I dreamt we were doing this and there was a Jeff Jarvis luncheon story in it. I'd love to go to a Jeff Jarvis luncheon, but if I did... I mean, taking place as it did in 1982, the chances of me fucking ordering a vegetarian meal and a non-alcoholic beverage oh, God, would be in, in Melchester no. circa 1982. They'd have, fucking, they'd have fucking strung me up for it, wouldn't they? They'd get a jacket potato and that'll be it. They'd get a fucking jacket potato <laughs> and they'd go, what, what? non-alcoholic drink? Oh, I can see we got some milk. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have a glass a of, milk of milk if you There's want. a pint. There you go, have that out of the bottle, you fucking freak. (laughs) (laughs) Well, are you a communist or something? (laughs) So Rob Richards has lost the ball. He's been been challenged and lost it. Ah, he says. He held it too long. They've nailed him. What? Um, That was his inexperience showing through. But um, the ball falls to Kenny Logan. And it says, as Kenny Logan spotted Richards regaining his balance... Kenny shouts, Robbie! And plays it back to him. <laughs> Rob Richards, his left footer, just like Roy, hits it first time, and as he hits it, he goes, Oof! <laughs> your first shot in your first game as a professional yeah. footballer, <laughs> and you're giving it the Oof! <laughs> yeah, and it works, because it's gone in off the post. It's in off the upright. It's there! Hooray! Mm-hmm. Fucking have and that. And he scored. <laughs> and we see him, arms outstretched, just, just looking like, well, I mean, I say it looks like a young Roy. He looks like a, maybe a 28-year-old Roy. Um, Everyone looked older then, didn't they? I they think did. that, um, I hope it goes straight to his head. I don't know how this story's going to unfold, but I hope it goes straight <laughs> to his head and he just becomes immediately mental. Well, let's face it, Roy's coming back. We know that. You know, there's, there's, there's no From the day he fucking um, left, it's been obvious he's coming back. Yeah. And I don't see how there can be room for a Roy Race and a Rob Richards in the same team. Who's this yeah, fucking? Who's yeah. this fucking pretty boy? No, sorry, lads, yeah. this isn't going to work out at all. He's going to move him on to Walford, isn't he? As part of yeah. the um, the settlement. We'll do a fucking swap <laughs> deal. Go on, fuck yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> and it says even Rob Richards knew there was an element of luck about his goal. Um, and the the crowd, it's the crowd again. Uh, and you need a bit of luck at this level. But he saw the chance and went for it. The kid's delighted. Look at him. <laughs> Fucking hell. Meanwhile, over at Walford, where Rovers are home in North Vale, there's a, there's a fucking Walford fan there with his... It's that stereotypical picture of the transistor radio the held tranny up to boys, his ear. we used to call them. I saw <laughs> a tranny fucking boys. tranny boy at West Ham the other day. Really? By which I mean not a transistor. I mean transistor radio boy. Yeah. yeah, it was a it's a it's a classic sight from football grounds of yore. So I don't know. I thought I said to my mate, look at this cunt. He's got a fucking radio with him that he's holding up to his ear, <clears throat> and I thought that's a bit old school. And I looked at him, and he was probably a bit younger than me. And I thought, you know what I thought? I dwelled on it a lot, Andy, because I thought this is weird. Mm. Right, we've all got smartphones mm. in our fucking pockets. Yeah. Right, there are a million and one ways for you to keep track of what's going on. Even the if you world. want to do it audio or visual or whatever, it's just, yeah. This, and then I thought, you know what? I thought about it long time. I thought, I think he was a hipster. It's the no, only explanation. Yeah. Don't you think? 
That's a yeah. hipster move, isn't it? To take a transistor yeah, radio to the football possibly. in 2022. Yeah. Or maybe he's listening to the Tony Blackburn Soul Show. Could have been that. <laughs> he was dancing, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was dancing in <clears> the <throat> style <throat> of a soul boy. <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> no socks, loafers. Yeah, a Pringle jumper. Yeah. So uh, there's a tranny boy there listening to the um, the radio. It's got blue radio to match his Walford fucking colours. And he's saying, I just heard a news flash on Saturday Sport. Young Richards <laughs> has scored for Melchester. <laughs> Another one says, already? Good grief. Good grief. <laughs> and then uh, Archie, um, uh, Walford player, goes over to take a throw in and the fan shouts, hey, Archie, tell Roy he's one down. Tell him he's got to equalise. You fucking prick. And Roy's listening to this, he's thinking, equalise, what the heck are they on about? Fucking hell, what have they got in their fucking stupid Archie's, thick heads now? What, what's Archie going to do? Roy, yeah. I've got a message for you from one of the fans. Who the fuck's Archie? He says Archie? you're one down. Who the fuck's Archie and who are you? And what, what are you talking <laughs> about? One day? Everyone fucking shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no one of this club's in such a fucking mess. <laughs> you're f- I thought they were concert <laughs> Melchester, but this is fucking different gravy, this Next is. Next level. <laughs> so we're over at the back page. Um, some of the Northvale fans who had also heard the news flash um, began a cynical chant. Ooh, they're shouting, Richards, Richards! <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> um, did, that reminds yeah. me, did you hear Jurgen Klopp saying, I couldn't understand why the uh, Aston Villa fans were cheering Manchester City. No, what was it? No, Liverpool were playing Wolves, weren't they? Yeah. And when City scored, and they were and it was coming through on their trannies, mm. they were cheering, and Jurgen mm. Klopp didn't understand why. It's like, oh. are you mental? Yeah, what the fuck? Like, I, I don't get it. Why didn't and that's like, why don't they want Liverpool to to win? We're the people's club. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you no, silly mate. bastard! No mate. So sometimes. You know, people go on about him being a genius and all this stuff. Sometimes I think he's a bit touched in the nut, like he's a bit silly in the head or something. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not being funny. I know they're not the politically correct terms, but if you look mm. at the geezer, like how he looks with that dopey smile that he's got on his face, right, and a big fucking baseball cap, Liverpool baseball cap that he wears everywhere, which is, I don't know, it's kind of like an oddball thing to do, right? Suspicious. I'm wearing a little... <laughs> yeah. First thing I did was I went to the club shop and I said, I want a hat. I want one with the club badge on it. <laughs> so everyone knows that I'm a Liverpool guy. <laughs> fucking hell, mate. Right? And he's got that fucking mad look on his face. And he and he's just talking fucking nonsense half the time. When he comes out with shit like that, like, I didn't understand. Why didn't the fans want us to win? Right? Yeah. You sort of think, yeah, he's a bit fucking... I think he's out where the buses don't run that Well, boat. I mean, the, before he started winning stuff every season, for the first couple of years, they didn't really win much. And it was a bit touch and go whether he'd make it. And we were all a bit suspicious of him. I remember somebody on Twitter had said, um, he looks like the kind of fellow who answers the door naked. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's spot on. And I don't... For, well, I mean, a lot of Germans go in for that anyway, don't yeah, they? Yeah. I mean, oh, in yeah, Germany, it's yeah. like probably more normal than opening yeah. the door dressed. Yeah. Pretty much. 
That's based on no evidence whatsoever. As Kevin yeah, Keegan and Gene discovered yeah, the, the, to their horror when they moved well, to, to fucking Hamburg. Well, they used to go around and collect the meat that was being supplied for them by one of his teammates. He was getting yeah. cheap meat, wasn't he? Yeah. Gene? Heckin' fuck, Gene. There's a naked German at the front door bearing some meat. He seems to have a whole side of beef with him. Right across his cock and balls. He's poked his willy through a hole in the beef. <laughs> so they're shouting, Richards, Richards! And Roy's thinking, so that's it. Now I know what they meant. <laughs> Fucking hell. I've worked it out. Well done, Roy. Young Richards must have scored. He's a goal up on me. And the ball comes to him and he just fucking knocks it with his instep over a defender with a big smile on his face. And the defender goes, oops! Um, And then he runs round the other side of the defender as it goes over the top. And he's thinking, the new Prince of Melchester is after my crown, but he's not going to get it! (laughs) This is just completely, purely selfish. Yeah. Based on his own ego being fucking uh, Uh, challenged. And I'll tell you what, First, I'm going to score a fucking hat-trick, and then tonight I'm going to make arrangements for someone to do that little cunt's kneecaps around the back of the feathers. <laughs> fucking watch this. Uh, the rocket! And he blasts it straight at the back of the net. He can basically score a goal at any time if he chooses to, yeah, but it just yeah. doesn't, doesn't always choose Sometimes to. Sometimes he likes to toy with them. Yeah, and there it is, back of the net, and it says Rob Richards won, Roy Race won. Um... <laughs> Walford fan. What a goal! The best I've ever seen! That's right, it was. But it won't yeah. be for long because I'm about to score one that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> that's Roy's answer to all the pretenders to his throne. Racy, racy! And he's there celebrating with his teammates. No Joe Bellamy in that picture. Of course not. Um, the club cunt. But he's fucking, he's giving it a fist pump. And one of them says, The king is still the king! Um, and that's it it says the duel is on between Roy and Rob next Friday mm. marks out a 10 10 10 I give it a 9 because there wasn't as much off field action as, as I would have liked there was no sexy was no, ladies um, that's true there was true. no opportunity for a golden moment with Sandy either so. yeah but yeah pretty good golden moments um, with Sandy you know like how <laughs> if you're turbo subscriber you get like lots of extra content right yes um, and we're always thinking of new content we can put out for our extra special yeah. turbo subscribers because we love them so much and we want to deliver value. Mm. Because I think that the golden moment um, item that we've introduced recently on on the Melchester Odyssey has gone down so well, I was yeah. thinking, why don't we just do a whole golden <laughs> moment episode once a week, which is just <laughs> like, maybe not long, like 20 minutes, but it's just 20 minutes yeah. of silence. But we yeah. we send it out to Turbo subscribers once a week. Twenty minutes feels too long. I think maybe it's just ten minutes, boy. It ten minutes that, yeah. of silence, yeah. And you can do what yeah. you want. You can meditate. It's sort of like, yeah. in a way, it's our, us dipping a toe in the um, self help slash mental wellness um, slash pool. ASMR. Yeah, thing. yeah, we'll do that then. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. Back with more next week. We'll find out what happens uh, between Rob and Roy. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. goodbye.